hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number, so call me maybe, and all the other boys trying to chase me, but here's my number, so call me maybe, before you came into my life, I missed you so bad, I missed you so bad, I missed you so, so bad. Oh, yeah, we didn't rehearse. Hi, woke wasted. What's up, guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. We looked up the lyrics of that song for like two and a half minutes and listened to it, and we still fucked it up. But here we are. Yeah, that's life. That's that's where that's the world we're living in right now. Zach, Zach had eight and a half hours of med school today. I cried and had like three hours of sleep last night. That's just that's just what you get. So call Neil. us, maybe. Neil is embodying the hot mess today. <laughs> Bro, I've embodied the hot mess the last, like, two weeks. You legit bought a pair of gray sweatshorts for your donk to hang out of. Oh, we're going to talk about that. All right, we're going to talk about that. Because <laughs> we all know gray sweat season is a thing. Okay, maybe we don't all know, but some of us know gray sweat season is a thing. So uh, I bought some gray sweatshorts. And you know, trying to show off his two scoops of booty. <laughs> You know, I've been on TikTok and I'm trying to do the twerk challenges. And <laughs> I thought I could hear thunderclaps. I was like looking in the sky. I'm like, there's no gray clouds out here. What's the, what are these thunderclaps all about? <laughs> Just Neil making a clap, clap. I can't. <sighs> uh, I feel like Call Me Maybe is like a really perfect song for us to start with because we've been trying to record this podcast for days and we're just like, so maybe record maybe. Time? Listen to Woke Wasted, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> exactly. So we might have lost a bunch maybe. of listeners right there. <laughs> uh, so it's been a crazy day, few days. And yeah, you and me tried to figure out recording yesterday, and that didn't work. And for some reason, it felt better to do today. And I wonder why, Zach. Do you know why? Oh, boy. Oh boy. Hmm, let me see. I can't quite put my finger on it. Oh, that's right. Today is the day of acceptance of love. Fuck. Because <laughs> that's how it felt. And then I was like, oh, man, this is actually really cool. But it was like, fuck. Oh, I've legitimately just had been, since I went to the gym this morning, the whole day, just been in like the place of, I need to cry. But like, it's half there. Mm. And that was why. <laughs> Interesting. I was in a place of just like deep resistance and it's like, like moments of like self-loathing, but like a lot of just anger and like pushing away of oh, interesting. acknowledgement and love and acceptance. Yeah. Oh, the pushing away is real. Yeah, man. I, you, you met you, we were talking about that and you brought that up and I hadn't seen how much I've done that my entire life. Mm. Yeah. You know, we think that we're pushing away the people around us, but really what we're doing is like, we're pushing away the things that we're not ready to confront yet. It's not that you, it's not that you think that a per, what a person is saying is false or anything like that. It's just so true that you're not ready to to look at it yet. So you push it away. Man, I'm like, I'm just having moments and moments and moments of realizations on the spot right now. <laughs> yeah. And that's right. Like we... God, I haven't, I'm just total bumblefuck right now. 
you go ahead. <laughs> I'm processing in my head. That's no, okay. So uh, <laughs> this morning, like I, I woke up to a series of voice memos from one of our good friends, uh, Maya. And she Aww, was, Maya. so I had, I had just sent her my old laptop because Apple has just sucked, sucked really, really, <laughs> fuck, really fucked up her workflow destroyed her laptop literally so i sent her mine so that she can get some work done and she's so incredibly tapped in uh that when she got my laptop she could feel the energy coming off of it and not only that but like you know when when you send pictures of yourself to her like she can really embody your energy but i had sent her a laptop that i had used for like four years right i had you know met my ex-fiance on it i had like had a bunch of, had, had like another serious relationship while I had that laptop. I wrote my master's thesis on that laptop. Like so many That's pieces of like lot. emotional energy on that. And she was like, I, I now know what it feels like to be in your body or at least at that time. Um, <clears throat> and so we were speaking to, you know, I've, I've shared with her a lot of the things that have processed and moved through in the last several years. And she was like, you know, I could always feel where you were at in relation to them at this juncture of your life. But now being able to feel in your body what it was like then, I can really see what you were speaking to. And she was giving me a lot of acknowledgments when I had woken up from, you know, to these messages. And she was acknowledging different aspects of that and different pieces of it. And it just like triggered me off in this like, uh, um, like just like I just started like the day on the wrong side of the bed, basically. And I was just kind of like in this, this oh, mauling the over of like these patterns that like still aren't fully gone and like these truths that I know and that I see consciously, but I just like, I just don't accept them or I want to push them away. Like, you know, no matter how much you and I talk about, like accept them and integrate them. Like we're, we're good at doing that work, but even we get stuck on shit. Right. Like, yeah. um, and so that was kind of how the morning started. Um, and do you want me to do you want me to kind of shift into my story uh, of acceptance of love, or do you kind of want to do this as like a two parter, kind of like a Tarantino film where I go, you go, and we leapfrog ourselves through? No, I'll go all the way through yours, but I want to share too because something, I mean, important things came up when you're sharing that. And right, as much as you and I, we preach that and we dig in and we do our work, there's shit we're not ready for. Bro, and yeah. that's okay. Dude, yeah. <laughs> like absolutely. healing, growth, everything is a process. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's times when you can't look at something, you might know it's there, or you might not want to. That's okay. Sometimes yeah. we have to have the defense mechanisms first, the triggers and hiding from things to be able to get to the point where we're comfortable and safe enough to be able to look at them to oh. then be able to go into a place where we can then start to dig in and grow and release and shift forward. But it's that whole process. And you got an O right there. So yes. what was that? Yes. It's like, uh, bro. It's like what I shared on my solo cast. It's like if, if you're not ready to look at something, like accept that you're not ready to look at something. There's this, yeah. there's Word. this internal pressure that people in the spiritual community put on themselves to process it all at once. It's like, dude, just cause it's there doesn't mean you have to deal with it right now. Like if it comes up, sometimes you dealing with it in that moment is accepting that that is currently a part of you and that you are not ready for it. Like yeah. There are layers to it. Um, if you're feeling resistant to it, you got to accept the resistance to it before you can accept the thing. You can't, you don't get to skip steps, right? 
Um, and that's really what it is. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I'm resistant to these patterns. I'm resistant to these thoughts. Like I'm even resistant to somebody bringing them to the surface, even though they're doing it in love. And it's like, okay, well. Oh, you know me with that, bro. I'm bad at anyone highlighting my shit. I'm like, yeah, I got this. I'll do it on my own. If it comes up, it will come up and I will deal with it. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just drop a truth bomb on you and you're like, all right, man, I'm going to go for like the afternoon. I'll, I'll text you. I'll text I'm just you. pissed <laughs> off and annoying. Like, yeah, go away. I got this. <laughs> and then I'll just get like seven minutes of message of like voice memo from you in like the evening of like, all right, bro, here's what I've learned from it. <laughs> yeah. Just like give me but- the thing it's awesome that is neil that is how you deal with neil like you 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 guys know like my closest people you know how to deal with me like all right give me a little thing let me go and i'll dig into it and i'll do it on my own and if people start to push me in i'm just gonna not i'm gonna push back that's true yeah Yeah. you're very independent in that way which i think ties in with what you're going to talk about in your story today as well so let's let's put a feather in that cap all right yeah and it also ties into my solo pod too so Oh shit. Look Ooh. at that, man. Ooh, I'm, I'm seeing done. all of the things tying together. Right. Like, <laughs> all right. You're up. Oh, audience wants to know. Oh. So. Also, just real quick, I feel like Deal with Neil is like a, a mini segment in like a children's <laughs> show. You know, like a <laughs> and now we're gonna deal with Neil. And then it's like <laughs> why do I see myself like in blues clues right now? <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> And there's like a mascot outfit of just you and like somebody's in the mascot Neil outfit, like running around like in a circle. With the same little floaty head that we have on the logo. Oh my God, bro. Deal with Neil. We should make those into bobbleheads. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it, but I love it's it. It's so bad. And it's so good. Oh my God. Could you imagine us having our own little bobbleheads on our cars? Oh God, your little fucking bobblehead like up on the dashboard. Bro, I would oh. never be able to like pick a girl up on a date again. I'd be like, I'm sorry, where well, you're gonna have to drive. And there's my head just sitting there, like looking at you. Or we're taking a jump bike. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it, how do you feel about a tandem so bicycle date? Yeah, it's cute. And you only have my head there, and I only have yours. And this ties oh, into that God. vision you gave me of one time of like, I'm. It's me celebrating my life with my wife, my children, looking out in the yard in my home admiring everything we've done and then there's zach sitting there in my boxers drinking coffee in my kitchen just smiling wearing your robe and your underwear drinking your coffee with my feet up on your kitchen table like hey what's up guys (laughs) ruining a moment (laughs) hey back for all those years of the neil ball ahead on your car (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it's like the one that you super glued to my dashboard and i couldn't get off Okay. Right. Anyway, so we've we've made a nice departure there for a second. So <laughs> circle back around. Call me maybe. Um, yeah, to, yeah, back to call all the way back to call me maybe. So circle inside of a circle. So anyway, I was basically discussing the the aspect of pushing away, having something brought to the light that I wasn't ready to have brought up. But regardless, um, in the midst of of Maya bringing those things to the forefront for me to look at. at uh, I know that she's an incredibly loving and safe person for me to share with, um, even though I've only known her for like nine or 10 weeks at this point. And so, you know, I'm just unloading some things. And one of the things that I, that I reflect on is like, or one of the things that she was saying is like, you know, I can feel that you have shown up for people in your life, like consistently, always really deeply and always kind of been like, what the fuck? Why aren't people showing up for me in the same way? And it's not that I've had bad friends. Like I've always had friends that showed up for me the best way they knew how, but I could always just show up a little more, you know? 
um, or rather like they, they couldn't always show up in the way that I needed. And so that was one of the things that she was talking about. And uh, one of the things that I essentially said was like, yeah, you know, now that you mention it, I always feel that I need to reciprocate. Like whenever I actually talk about myself, I always like right afterwards will ask a question or like give a person a compliment. And just always feel like I need to be contributing some value back to the person. And I can't just ever be held by that person. Like, and just be fully vulnerable. Like I have to be back in what value am I adding to this relationship? You know? Yeah, brother. That's a big one. You've actually, you even had brought that up to me once when this is maybe early in the summer and I was going through one of my many processes of this year, (laughs) but my Neil process of like, Ooh, okay. This is a lot. I can't handle people right now. I need to back off. And I told you, and I think this was the first time we ever went through that. As I told you, I was like, dude, I can't talk to you this weekend. Like I need to be on my own. And that was one of the things that you had brought up was like, there was a moment of you being like, Oh, he does. And it's not about me. It's just, that's him and his process. So yeah, I just, I had, I saw that as you were speaking about that. I'm remembering that now that you bring, yeah, that was, yeah. I remember that being actually a big moment for me as well. Um, Yeah. It was really big personally. Uh, So the next part of this whole process is like, she was like, you know, I really want to hold this container for you where for like two or three days, you just share whatever is going on with you, like in your life and your emotions and your, in your feelings and your process. And you don't ask me anything about myself. You don't see, you don't check in on how I'm doing. You don't ask me questions. Like you don't reciprocate that at all. You just let me love you basically. Um, and she's like, you know, I also feel like our friend Colin, who you guys will meet on the podcast here soon. Uh, I feel like, you know, with his depth of, of love in his heart that he would also be, be really good in this position, in this container, in this time. And so she reached out to him without, without my knowing. And they both kind of like jumped in and were like, okay, for the next three days, we're just going to love you. And we want you to share That's all your sick. darkness with me. Like all your feelings, all your process, everything that's going on. I love And that. you're not allowed to reciprocate it. It's like they're reparenting me. Yes. This is what it feels like. Um, and, uh, oh my God, this just, it's just been so beautiful. Like there's been a, f- a few things that happened after that, but one of the biggest things was like, you know, I was talking to Colin and he said something and was like, bro, I love you so much. And I was like, dude, I love you too. And he was like, no, 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 no for the next three days, you can't say, I love you back. And if I compliment you, you can't compliment me back. Like just accept it. And I was like, Oh shit. And then he just sent me this like 30 second or like minute long message of just like, and this part of you, I love. And then I love that you see this about yourself. And I love that you've integrated this part of yourself. And I love that you haven't integrated this part of yourself. And I love that you feel like a mess sometimes. And like, just for like a minute, just like, I love this and I love this and I love you and I love this. And I was just like floored. Oh, dude, that makes me want to cry. Dude, it was (laughs) was so nice. Immense. Um, Just pure, pure, unadulterated love. And you have no choice other than to sit there and receive it. Exactly. (laughs) Intense, man. If I, if I can, it shook me deeply. Um, and it wasn't until 
there was like these two things kind of towards the end of the day, like literally it's 6.35 right now at 5.45, this happened. I listened to your message, which I'll let you obviously describe your process here in a sec, but I, I listened to your message of talking about the like explicitly saying accepting love, right? And then I received a text from uh, a new friend who I've exchanged a couple of records readings with, and we've had some incredibly powerful moments. And she reached out to me and was like, hey, you know, I felt the, the urge to reach out to you today and just check in on you and see how you were and all this. And um, eventually just kind of said, like, I want you to know that, like, I'm always here for you. And like, I'm here with you no matter what you're experiencing. And it was in that moment that I had had right after you had talked about accepting love that I was like, holy shit, these three people that I've never even met in person, I've not, I've not met any of these three people in person are holding me with such great care and love. And it was like such a powerful moment that I'm sitting there and I have these like, these like nacho cheese chip crumbs all over my fingers. And I'm just fucking like crying, standing up in my kitchen. Like that sounds like a post before we record breakup midnight <laughs> session right there. I just ice cream and cr- crumbled chips everywhere. And you're just sitting there like bawling at the, freaking on the floor of your kitchen (laughs) covered in like nacho cheese dust which explains why you and i just can do nothing right now except saying call me maybe (laughs) barely even that just like (laughs) melting like butter on top of flapjacks oh all right man yeah that's a lot (laughs) like (laughs) nacho cheese dust is the flag that we're going through some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Going through some shit and yet being held through it. So in light of all of that, and I'm sure there will be more of that to actually dissect. That's kind of the 30,000 foot view of it. I want to hear what your process was that kind of like led us to intersect for this podcast today. Yeah. What? If you guys were able to tune in for my solo cast, um, and if not, actually, I'll just rehash a little bit. I went through a crazy night of unexpected um, birth trauma healing. And of course, I was merman in the bath with my (laughs) Epsom salt in, and I just got the hit to give my body some love. And I started doing some energy work and just doing some giving myself energy and love and all of a sudden I was brought into myself in the womb and I went through this whole process of healing this traumatic birth that I had and in that birth I was preemie I'm two months I came out two months early three pounds I was in Mm -hmm. an incubator for two months and I basically was separated from touch and love which I had recently discovered how much that's impacted my entire freaking life yeah, such a powerful thing, like physical touch, especially at such a young age like that. I mean, for for decades, medical science didn't know that like like why so many premature babies or like just babies in general were, were dying because they weren't getting touched by their mothers. Um, so, I mean, it's it's just speaks to the power of it and also to like your your soul's resilience to have gone through that as well. And to be not only like, to not only have survived it, but 
to be like the loving, generous, and like powerful person that you are now, you know? You, you said the word resilience and it just hit me right in the heart. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's like the third time you've heard me just go like, oh, and just like oh. melt in front of you today. <laughs> that was the least sexual of the three. <laughs> None of which were actually sexual, but no, you know. they just all sounded that way. But I'm, I'm glad I, you know, one of the things that I didn't even realize when I was saying that it was just kind of coming out of my heart is that resilience and perseverance is something that you have been really putting your intention towards and manifesting in your life. And I want you to know that like, literally from from day one it's you know technically day negative 60 for you like you've been displaying resilience like from the mere the mere act of your survival and and adaptation to being such a loving human being from day one has been a commitment to the truth of your heart that is resilience (laughs) (laughs) yeah bro oh yeah you're hitting me right in the heart i'm right in the feels about it all I'm like extra sensitive and melty. So it's like, (laughs) thank you, man. (laughs) Yeah, dude, of course. I feel it all. (laughs) And that's the acceptance Uh, of love, you know? Yeah. So one of the things that through all that, that's unraveled for me was realizing how much I have been separated from receiving love. And at that point I saw it in terms of just distance. I was you know, my best relationships, my intimate relationships, my friendships, all one way or another were over distance or ended up being a separation through distance. My -hmm. closest friends from high school, we all live far apart. All my closest friends from college, we all live far apart. I met Zach, he lives far apart. Colm lives in Canada. Like (laughs) I was in a long distance relationship for years and years and years. God, (laughs) my whole fucking life, dude. man. Right? Yeah, man. I was not conscious of that until now. It was something I had wondered about and this came up and it just blew my mind. And it's been something that's been unraveling more and more over the last few weeks after I've been with this and kind of just, I've been integrating that whole process. And one of the things that came up today for me was, actually, I'm not even going to go there yet. Over the past couple days, I've been really overwhelmed by people's energy. And honestly, when people tried to give me love, it's been like, whoa, like back off. Like this is a lot right now. And it's been me and my own shit. I'm like, yo, no. Catch me with that lovey shit. (laughs) Yeah, catch me with that shit, bro. (laughs) Catch me with that shit. I'll catch you. Don't come at me. Don't come at me, bro. Um, But it's been overwhelming. And I realized I was like, oh, I did all that freaking birth healing work of my ability to receive love. And I had realized that I am really receiving love from people when they're giving it to me now. And it's overwhelming because I haven't really ever experienced that till this point. That's when, you know, I got like a, I just got a vision from spirit for you. Um, And it was, you know, you're talking about like that sensitivity to love. Right. And like, I started to think like, you know, the thoughts that they gave me were, you know, like when you are first born and your skin has <clears throat> has just gone out of, you know, amniotic placental fluid into air for the first time and everything is incredibly visceral and sensitive. And then I actually saw you kind of like, as you are now sitting in this kind of like purplish hued blackish room and there is this energetic 
uh, placenta around you, this half dome of placenta around you, and an umbilical cord leading straight up to spirit. And spirit is just nurturing you with its love and like kind of re-incubating you. And they're saying that this process is going to take the next two months, but by the time it's done, it will have been not only like you were never premature at all, but it will it will take you even beyond that. That's fucking crazy. And I yeah, knew it yeah. wasn't going to be an immediate thing. That's what I was like, oh yeah, whatever I'm going through right now, like I'm going to be in this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I can handle two months. Um, God, that's a really beautiful well, thing. And you know it's in two months too. Saturn Returns done, right. baby. Freaking right. A. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> Maya and I have a countdown because we both have the end of our Saturn return at the same time. So I got about a little over 60 days left. Right before mine starts. I was thinking about, oh, we'll get into that later. But I was thinking about that and that's crazy. Yeah, like I, ends <laughs> literally like the day before mine starts. I can't imagine what's on the other side of yours because you're freaking gangster already. <laughs> so catch me in three years. Oh, <laughs> catch me in three years, bro. Come at me in three years. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, it's, it's been a lot. It's overwhelming. And one of the things you said, right, it's about re now the same way we can rebuild our nervous system, be able to deal with stress. Mm -hmm. Right. We've talked about that before. This is rebuilding my nervous system to be able to deal with the energy of love. Wow, man. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great point. And what you're talking about is that love can itself be a stressor if it's something that your body's not used to receiving, right? Because it's a new stimulus and a new stimulus, like a stressor doesn't just have to be something that is bad. It's just something that your body cannot handle energetically. Um, And, you know, it's, it's funny. So I did a channeling for my Facebook group uh, off the records. So for anybody here who has found the podcast through off the records, (laughs) I love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, and I did a channeling for their the group yesterday. I posted it today. And one of the things that they had talked about was they'd essentially said, we understand that the energy of love is so intense that if it is unintegrated into the human system, energy system and the human experience, the energy of it can be used um, or either A, mistaken for hatred or B, used as an energy for aggression or agitation. So just just yesterday they were speaking to this very thing that you're talking about now. That's crazy. Yeah. Of course that's what came up. And of course that's what we're talking about. Of course. Of course. Of course, because this is, is Spirit's podcast. It's not us. <laughs> of course. It's the way it's been the whole time. All we're right. just a, they just have their hands up our asses and we're just talking pieces. We're just fucking puppets. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually, uh, I can... I, not even to go there <laughs> one of the, you know one of the things i want to talk about off that <laughs> before we take this too far is if i if i haven't already is that even somebody as loving as you who is a healer and not just like any healer but like a very prolific and like powerful one and like a very very good loving healer thank you bro. can struggle to accept love yeah. and your, I mean, your version of having trouble accepting love is a very different version than somebody who um, can't accept it at all, right? The reason that you can love people so deeply is because you've accepted that level of love into yourself. But now you're being called to bring in even deeper levels of yeah. love into your heart, to fill even deeper layers and voids. It's interesting, too, 
because as that came up today, I was thinking, what is it I need to do right now? Well, <clears throat> first it was actually, no, this was before that had even come up. I went, when I was feeling like crying, I went, I just turned off my computer, went to my room, sat there, connected my body, let everything express like we've talked about. And then I just sat there and gave myself love and just placed my hands on my heart and moved down different chakras and just kept saying out loud as I fully and completely love myself. And it was a powerful energy in a way I've never felt before. And I was thinking about this, like, oh yeah, I can, I'm, I'm expanding my capacity to receive love. And I was thinking about that same idea of, okay, I need to push my nervous system a little bit. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to add in more words to make this more powerful and set the intention for more powerful and big energy to come through. And it was intense. Um, but eventually the one thing that I really saw through all this afterwards, I was walking my dog and it was probably, well, it was like 10 minutes before we got on to record that I messaged you this. <clears throat> and I just saw how, one, how many times in the past where I wasn't able to receive love and where people would, you know, do something really cool for me or I would be gifted something. And I was just really neutral and non-reactive for it. I always wondered why. And I always felt like, oh, fucking, I'm just a little spoiled brat. <laughs> you know, there was this, this judgment of that. And which is a further negation of love, which is a further. Yep, exactly. Which pushes it even more. Um, I was like, all right, well, I'm just, you know, maybe it's the Buddhism stuff. Like I'm just calm. Like that's just part of it. I'm just less reactive. Just normal. Just normalizing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shrinking the X shrink here. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but ultimately it's cause I couldn't receive it. And all these times where I was, you know, non-reactive and calm and just like it was just like oh any other thing like cool thanks appreciate it like that's really sweet and i would say the right things but the energy of it wasn't there and i always felt bad because i couldn't give that energy but it's because i couldn't receive it how hmm. there was a wall blocking me from receiving that love that comes from all these amazing things that people have done for me and i saw that in culmination today um Fuck it, I'll say it. I'm, I'm, I'm on the dating apps. I'm on the swipes right now. And um, there it is. There was a really potentially cool girl. And we were messaging and I hadn't responded since yesterday. And it's been the whole day. And I saw that. I was like, oh, <laughs> there's a version of me in the past who would have been like, Attention, attention, attention. Give me attention. Give me attention. And I saw it. I was like, ah, yeah. Like, I'm really, you know, excited for what this could be. But I also am like, I'm, I'm, I'm good doing my thing. And I'm not, you know, quote, unquote, needy. Mm -hmm. um, and I just saw the shift and the change. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's because I've been able to receive love from all the places that, that it's there for me and I'm able to give it and receive it from myself for the first time ever. And this is a really like, honestly, I'll say too, really vulnerable for me to share. Like this is a big ego shot for me and Mr. Yeah. Emotional. Uh, and I'm really proud. And we talked about that and I was like, yeah, man, like how cool is that? And you highlighted that. So I'm going to give this to you because you said some really 
cool things that were just kind of mind-blowing for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks, man. And first, I, I, I want to say a couple of things. And one, it's like, I'm fucking proud of you, too. Like, I know... I know sharing this shit's not easy. So thank you. Um, and I also want to highlight what you were talking about in terms of like having not texted her back over the course of a day, right? <clears throat> this obviously isn't like an intentional thing. It's just really what it is, is when you don't accept love in, then any moment of stillness in your life highlights the lack of love in your life. It highlights that void that you feel in your heart. And really, you know, you'd read that message from her. It's probably pretty late in the evening. And I know that you were, you were struggling a little bit last night. So you read that. You were excited to see her messages. You know, you were, you were absorbing the energy of what she had to say. And it just wasn't a good time for you to respond. And you have become so content in your own heart that like throughout the course of the day, you hadn't even really realized that you hadn't responded and you wanted to wait until it was time for you to like set all the things down in the day, like set the work down, set the podcast down and be able to have a spaciousness within yourself to give her the response that she deserves as well. Right. So I just want to highlight that for, for anybody who might've perceived that as you playing games, it's not, it's you being so in love with yourself that, um, you almost not even notice in the passage of time. And yeah. yeah, So what, so what you, what I had said to you after that, cause you had said, you know, I just noticed this and like, man, isn't that cool? And I was like, dude, yeah, that is really cool. And it can be really easy for a lot of people, especially us to, to realize how far we've come and be like, Oh, I feel so empowered by this, you know? And it becomes a very serious thing. Right. But it was just that like lightness and that playfulness of, yeah, man, this is really cool. Like this is neat. This is like, I, I don't, I don't remember. It's awesome. Exactly it's, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just awesome. awesome. It's good. Yeah. It's playful. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember what I said after that, but it was, I think along those lines of like, oh yeah, it was what is when you start searching for love. You know, one of the things is like, mm, yeah. you, you can ask, you can pray for love or whatever it is, like ask the universe if you're not spiritual or um, whatever it is, just kind of complain about how there's like a lack of love in your life. And all of those things are like different vibrational ways of asking like for more love in your life. And spirit will always answer that call that is one of the ones that it is like incredibly quick to answer. If you ask spirit, please bring love into my life. It will do so. The thing is it will not bring it through always in the way that you want it to, or the way that you expect it to. So you could ask for love in your life and you might be expecting to have, you know, to have a partner in your life or some person that you're very romantically attracted to come into your life the next day. Right. But what spirit might send you is a cute dog who runs up to you at the park and licks your hand and rubs its head against your leg. Or it might send you a beautiful breeze and a moment of stillness that blows through the trees and the leaves. And like, you are to appreciate that. And you're just sitting there thinking like, you know, what? Oh, where's my partner? Where's that new best friend that I wanted? Where's all these different things? And spirit's like, you know, you can't even appreciate the, the natural beauty that exists in the love of an animal or in the wind dancing through the trees. Like, why are we going to entrust you with a human heart if you can't see the inherent beauty that lies in the world around you? So when you ask for love, be willing to accept it in all its forms. And that's pretty much what I had said. That was a drop. (laughs) 
you can, you can you tell how like done I am today? <laughs> Cause I can't follow up anything. I was like, Oh man, that was dope. <laughs> that was sick. <laughs> Full send. I would hear throwing the verbal equivalents of finger guns. Uh, <laughs> pew, pew, pew. I'm just like Wonder Woman blocking it with my cuffs of truth. <laughs> ping, ping, ping. <laughs> and okay. And I'm just going to, cause now we can joke around a little bit. Um, and you know what I am going to message her when I do message her back? What's that? Uh, uh, you know, call me maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Hey, like I just met it you. It just worked and, uh, perfectly. This is crazy, but. Here's my number. <laughs> call me maybe. <laughs> Oh, but it's funny too. You were actually talking about that. And I was thinking about the last, last week's episode um, when I channeled from records. And I think that was the message. I think that was the message, right? Play. Like it's time to allow ourselves to progress back into play as crazy and difficult as all this is in this past year. Like that is now the element that we need to move forward through the rest of this year and to allow us to transition into whatever else is next. I was in the middle of study sessions when I listened to that channeling and I was sitting there. It's like 1030 at night. I had just finished like 200 flashcards and I still had like 300 left. Like, to get through fuck play. <laughs> and I'm like sitting there stretching and they're saying that. And I'm just like, look down. I was like, oh, fuck my fucking life. <laughs> Honestly, man, that's exactly how I felt too. I didn't know like what to talk about after that. I wanted to, and it just felt like I wasn't supposed to. And I had thought about it. I'm like, dude, this message keeps coming up. And it doesn't resonate with me at all. And it feels like the most impossible thing in the world, which is that's why exactly they're why. saying it. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly why. You know, it's what's funny. I didn't even realize I hadn't pieced these two things together is that a, a couple of days after that, I was over at my, my friend's house. This um, podcast is so crazy. I know. It's pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were studying for an anatomy exam that we had on Thursday. It was Wednesday. Yeah. My buddy Steven and I are in the anatomy lab the day before. We're looking at cadavers, blah, blah, blah. Our friend Sam can't come. She's got two kids. They're five and six. And her dad usually helps her watch them over the, the beginning of the week. But he had had to go, you know, obviously back to his life, back to work and back to home. And so I look at Steven. He's six, five. I'm standing on a step stool, literally. And I look at him from across this table. We're like staring over a cadaver at each other. I'm still not as tall as him. And <laughs> I'm like, why isn't Sam here? I thought her dad was in town. He's like, no, you know, he had to leave. And I was like, okay, after we finish up here, let's go grab some food. We're going to go to Sam's apartment. She can come here and, you know, study what she needs to study on these cadavers. And we're going to watch the kids. Like, we're going to do that for her. He's like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. So we go over there and her her kids are amazing, dude. I love her kids so much. Like, oh, Uncle Zach out here. You know, as and, you and me are in like extra paternal mode right now too. I'm not <laughs> so going to yeah, say exactly, why, dude. but like, you are in extra paternal for mode. <laughs> real, bro. And like what I, you know, what I, what she always says is like, you turn into a kid when you're around them. And it's so true. Like they're like, Zach, Zach, Zach. And I run in and I'm like, you know, throwing them around. Like they're standing on like little fake, like witch broomsticks. And I'm like flying them around the room and like, you know, doing it like a roller coaster. I'll like crawl on my back and they'll hop on my back and I'll crawl around like a T-Rex and, you know, play hide and go seek with them and all this stuff. And I, you know, she's like, you know, thank you so much for like watching the kids. Like, I really, really, really appreciate that. I'm like, dude, you don't realize what your kids are giving me and letting me be completely out of adulthood and completely out of my head for an hour and just play like a child. It is one of the most like profound and beautiful experiences of my life. It's like, dude, I can set down the med school. I can set down the, the, you know, 
strange and miraculous healing shit. I can like set down all the illnesses that are in my family right now and all that stuff. And I can just put it aside for a second and I can just be a kid and just laugh with two children and I can teach them lessons when they ask me questions and I can like bestow love upon them, you know, like from, from, I don't know, an uncle figure. Right. And it's just really, really, um, truly one of the greatest gifts that I've been given in my life, honestly. Yeah. And when do we ever get to do that as adults, right? To actually sit there and play like a child. Exactly. It's the most freeing thing. Like letting the kids lead you in play, right? Like I forgot how to play like a kid and letting them lead me. Like, let's play hide and go seek. Like, how about you be a T-Rex and we ride around on your back, you know? Like that kind of stuff. I'm just seeing us the next time you and I hang out. You're just drunk being T-Rexes now. <laughs> and there's somehow like one of us like on top of the other, just freaking spinning their shirt in the air. <laughs> I carried you around on my back. It's your turn. <laughs> As we both just start hip thrusting, like die and pretending we're T-Rexes. <laughs> it's just a little fucking arms, like right by the, <laughs> right by our ribs. Oh, God. Uh, there's going to be a day when we're hanging out and we're like, Hey, it's drug podcast. Oh guys, I'm sorry. Whenever that happens. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not at all. It'll be really entertaining, but I'm, God, I'm sorry episode. for myself. Yeah. I'm going to want you to know that straight up Neil, this is for you. I'm going to be in <laughs> red boots, red cowboy boots, whitey tighties, 10 gallon hat, and just like a holster. And I'm just going to sit there and just podcast like that. I might even have a fake mustache on who knows. I guess we'll have to update the the cover. (laughs) That'll be my new bobblehead. Yeah, it'll be your bobblehead, and I'll be like a construction guy, have a hard hat, and (laughs) be YMCA. Uh, Oh, man. That's fun. Uh, Oh, yeah, guys. They will give you something to wait for. So, it's like a little teaser trailer. So, my guy. is there anything that either you or the records want to say before we close out today? Is there anything? There is nothing except call me, maybe, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give out my number here. I'm sorry, guys, but you know, you know where to find us. <laughs> just, just give out your email. <laughs> Neil at neildissy.com. Hey, check out my website, neildissy.com. Love you guys. There we go. I'm going to blast See? you with spam now. Smooth right there. Oh. God, you're gonna, I'm just going to send you you're nothing gonna but JPEGs of me and a fake mustache. Like it's going to be a new mustache each day of the week. Like the same way I send you that picture of me hip thrusting over and over and over. <laughs> All the time. You're like, you've seen this picture so many times. I'm like, but I've never seen it like a cartoon. So yeah, I was proud of that. Uh-huh. Oh, all right, guys. I think that's all the fuckery and wokeness <laughs> there is today. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're completely melted oh. right now. Wow, my, my heart's open and melted. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Woke Wasted. Thank you for opening up your hearts and listening to Zach and I and our vulnerability. We love you. We love you. We love you. Zach, you love them? Oh, come on, Neil. Of course I don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you guys so much. <laughs> Thank you. I had my so fingers crossed. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah thank you guys so much for listening i hope you got some nice giggle fits out of this one like we did <laughs> looking forward to having you guys tune in next week as well so listen maybe maybe